Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Sierra and Rona are about to come on and just blow your mind. These two are doing some unconventional progressive things with community and couples, and it is going to rock your world uh, with what they're doing with retreats. So stay tuned. Before we dive into that, I'm talking to you because you're becoming your greatest possible self. However, I can support you in doing that further. Let's explore. Let's play. Let's have fun because uh, I want to support you, whether that's coming on the marathon as a guest, getting your message out launching your podcast, coming to our Flow and Fire Bali retreat in November, going to Rono and Sierra's upcoming invitation-only experience. Uh, you know, whatever it is for you, those next steps, take it. Take the leap, okay? Uh, the next thing I want to share is the review of the week. It's Jen Hudgens who says, love this podcast. This podcast is so motivating. I love the caliber of guests and the energy Chris brings to the show each and every time. Thank you so much, Jen. I appreciate you sending you so much love. And we are going to dive into this interview. By the way, go go leave a review on iTunes. You'll get a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour marathon. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, I'm going to introduce Sierra and Rono in just a sec. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes because this is going to be some gold, life-changing stuff, okay? Rono and Sierra are often described as a dynamic duo and transformational force who have dedicated their life's work to supporting women and couples in awakening, awakening their highest potential. Sharing over 30 years of adventure together as friends, business partners, lovers, husband and wife, change agents, ceremony facilitators, pleasure provocateurs, and ambassadors of fun, Rono and Sierra are known for creating extraordinary experiences and powerful containers to catalyze one's dreams and desires. As curators of magic and mischief, they have a knack for magnetizing high-frequency conscious people who seek playful and profound experiences in which to enrich their lives and are currently doing just that with the creation of Eden Rising, the first of its kind restival and private sanctuary for the committed. Super blessed to have them with us here today. Rono and Sierra, are you two ready to rock the house superstars? So we are live. You two are, are just like rock stars, you know, living the dream, empowering couples in such a big way. Thank you for being here. And we are going to dive right into the theme of today, which is transformational travel. So what does that mean to both of you? We'll start with Sierra. Why don't you share first? Oh my God. Transformational travel. Well, for me, it means that you can live your life, live your dreams and move about the cabin and have it be, uh, uh, an evolved experience, right? Transformational mm -hmm. travel, it's like, how do you do it all without having a home base? It can be tricky and transformational and worth the while. <laughs> mm, I love it. That's great. What about you, Rono? Um, for me, one of our biggest uh, marketing strategies is something we call snowflaking. Mm -hmm. And so that means that we're our own little snowball and we roll around picking up individual unique snowflakes, being in person with people. Yep. So if we travel around, then we could be in person with people, whether it's at events or seminars or retreats or uh, like next month, we're going to be in Italy. So like, who can we meet? Who can we snowflake yeah. and add it to our snowball of awesome? Because we're always so. having a ball wherever we go. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. Y'all are just amazing. This is, this is so much fun. I feel the synergy. I feel the great energy between you two. So let's dive into what you're doing for your clients today. These couples who come and work with you. And I know, Sarah, you focus uh, on women especially. But just tell us a little bit in your own words what you do to serve people. We'll start with Sarah again. I love it, ladies first. You're 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 winning me over there, Chris. Oh my god, man! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one of the things that Rano and I realized is that being in business together, we've been business partners before we became romantically involved, and mm. um, there's a unique container that we've found that we've needed being both in relationship and in business and working on projects and in our personal, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, yeah. we we're really looking for where can we find that container and like with any good start to any good business, right? We see what we want and then we don't see it in the world. And so what do you do? You create it. So um, he and I got very clear that it was important for us to surround ourselves with other couples that were up to really amazing things that, you know, for those of us, and I know Chris, you can probably relate because you're, you're doing great things with your beloved. Um, what happens often is when we're up to visionary things, when we're out to change the world, we've got mm-hmm. big passions, big missions. Oftentimes that means that the relationship can sometimes get on the back burner mm-hmm. or get put aside for these big visions. And that's not really supportive ultimately one to the relationship, which is the core of our foundation um, when you're in a relationship, but two doesn't serve the business. And it certainly doesn't serve kids for those of those of Ooh. you that have kids out there. Yeah. Yeah. So for us, it's, it's more about while we have, coached couples in the past and done that we're more interested these days in creating immersive experiences that have a very safe and sacred and confidential container where our our community really more than their clientele can immerse themselves in the coupledom and the committed partnership while still having a beautiful networking and connection for fueling their business but their business gets fueled by their deepening of their love Mm. Mm. Wow, beautiful! I love that. How about how about you, Rana? What do you what? Do you have um, to add to that? Yes, so I would say that we don't have a client base. We have a guest list, mm. and every everyone that's here is by nomination. That's like it's like who's your best friend? Call mm. them and tell them they got to be here. Wow. So it's the best friends of best friends of best friends, and then they become our guests. And what were we creating with the Eden Rising experience and the overall general Eden community? is so apparently all of us humans got cast out of the garden of eden many years ago for our sinful ways and eating from the tree of knowledge god forbid and it's all women's (laughs) fault and we've been making them pay for it ever since and so the mythos of the religious doctrines of the (laughs) so we're like well i don't know if we can swear or not so f that we're we're gonna recreate we're gonna recreate a way to have the experience of heaven on earth right here, right now mm. with Adam and Eve, the committed partnership of those two. So we, we really want to put you into a whole new world so you can experience what it really feels like to be in a world where it's safe for women to be expressed. It's mm. safe for men to have emotions if you have them. It's safe to share. <laughs> if, if, you ha- if you have them. <laughs> Not me, but I'm sure some guys do. Um, no. um, and and uh, really a place where it's encouraged. Like, you know, we're like, yeah, make out. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, share your love. Show your love. Um, you don't have to hide it. Um, 
you know, we, we do have like, we're, we say that we're a rated R community. So we're, mm-hmm. we're not going into the, you know, the rated X and stuff like that, but like, plenty of places out there. For yeah. That. There's plenty of that out there. So, so it's a really a place for you to surrender, let go, your, let down your guard, super confidential, mm-hmm. super private. So, you know, a lot of our clients or guests yes. have a, a very public facing persona and mm-hmm. where can they go to just have fun, let loose and, and, be, and be met, be, be met by yeah. other badass couples. So, mm. that's what I would say to that. so, so did you find that a lot of these, let's say, high profile, successful, driven people with brands to maintain, um, they didn't know how to access healing and a release, a relief, a solution to what they were seeking, the soul's yearning, soul's calling, um, but also couples, right? It's couples who are together, not just individuals, couples right. um, to come and not worry about, hey, if, if we share like some things that have been going on in our relationship that we wouldn't necessarily want to get out to the world, um, like we want that to be confidential. Did did you feel like that was a need that that had to be filled in the marketplace? I think so. Like, yeah. uh, and not necessarily, I don't think that couples are the couples that come to Eden and are part of our community. They're already doing the deep work, Yeah. but they don't realize that one of the themes that we're talking about is they've been holding it together just mm. in their own, like just the two of them trying to figure it out on their own. And maybe they'll have couples counseling or maybe they'll have a coach or something like that. But when you add the collective wisdom of the whole tribe, mm. and when you look across it, like, oh my God, that person is so successful and so amazing, and they're having the same issues I'm having, all of a sudden it like normalizes the things that we think are so special and unique to us. And we realize that, oh, that's actually everybody, no matter how awesome or how whatever they are. <laughs> Anything um, in between. Like they're just like, it's all, we're, all, we're all dealing with the same stuff. Yeah. yeah. What would you add? Yeah, and I'll just add that, yeah, the confidentiality. I mean, because a lot of us, tend to not let down our guard because mm-hmm. we're afraid that being too vulnerable may impact, you know, our sales or our whatever, just all the ways that we have to yeah. be fears. And we found that because we're in a room full of people who, you know, many people in the room may recognize or have known them in some way, they they can feel, you know, like you said, just, yeah, the confidence to let down their guard because we're all letting down our guard. And it has to do with the way that we hold the container and the experience and the fact that it's not an outwardly marketed. I mean, this is really the, the first public thing that we've done to let the world know about Eden. So it's really like you were kind of like cracking open the, the yeah. secret door right now um, to let people know. But typically it's, it's it, you have to know somebody and, um, you know, everybody's vetted. Everybody has an interview to come. So we know that the that people will feel safe in that room and will know. And then we have very specific agreements when we enter that container that seals that confidentiality and, and security for everyone to be safe and vulnerable. Yeah. Wow. This is, this is beautiful. So I want to go back into both of your journey um, and talk about how did you meet and, you know, in business, what was that beginning phases like? And uh, what were some of the challenges that you faced there and how did you get through them? How much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the quick rundown and then pass it over to her. Sure, she loves sure. the numbers. Yeah, he's a numbers so, guy. <laughs> um, so we actually both grew up in the same hometown, a few blocks from each other. Wow. Um, she has um, four, all women in her family. She's the second of four. I'm the third of four. Mm-hmm. And um, our oldest were the same exact age. And then it was like a year off going down. But mm-hmm. we all grew up the same thing. We went to the same like St. Mary's when we started, then the middle school, then the high school, even yeah. went to the same college. Wow. Um, We've been like wow. orbiting each other orbiting for a each long other. time. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm two years younger than her. So when I was a sophomore in college, high school, 
I was just a pipsqueak. She was like, meh. But but we were friends because I was friends with her sister. So we've known each other. He was like a brother. He was like a brother. Yeah. Uh, And so it wasn't until years later when I'd grown up, decades later, yeah. (laughs) I had grown up. I'd become a man. She'd become a woman. And then we we met back in our hometown again for a festival that her mom had started, this big, huge festival. And we saw each other and we're both like, oh, she said, oh, little Ronnie Smith's all grown up. And, uh, and, uh, And I saw her all grown up. And that was like the first start of attraction. But we didn't really know it, but it was there. So fast forward to many years later, we ended up starting to hang out. She eventually came to me and said, hey, do you want to start this graphic design company with me? I had just left one of my career paths. I was a musician for a while. Then I I left that and started getting into graphics sort of stuff. And so then we started a graphic design company. Then she hired me to work for Creative Director for a magazine. And then we fell in love. So we say that we've been in business together for 13 years, together for 11, married for nine. And here we are. And so what would you add to our journey or our process that was powerful for the evolution of where we are? Um, that was the question. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. great. It was great. Yeah, well, that, that's a good history. I think that for us, um, you know, when we got together romantically, we had this huge long history and um, we didn't realize that how much actually getting physically intimate with each other would tr- change and start to bring about the childhood wounds that, mm. that typically get projected in and on your partner yeah. when you're in a you know, romantic relationship. And so we went from this really solid base of friendship and business partner. And then once we added on the romance, some dynamics started to change very clearly, very quickly, where we found ourselves in power struggle. And we were like, I was like one day it was like, oh, this was fine last week, but this week you're a fit. What's going on? And we're like, oh, <laughs> right. Like the actual <laughs> hormones of being intimately involved and having yeah. sexual relations started to then play into what was like, again, a very stable friendship and business working relationship. And that was fascinating to see because I think a lot of people don't realize that that can have a mass, how much of an impact that the hormonal connection between two lovers can, can, can start to stir up the biology and then create all sorts of dynamics between fear dynamics, abandonment dynamics, power dynamics that we then had to deal with. And that's when we started to get really clear that we can't do this alone. Like Mm. this is really bigger than us. And even with the most solid base one can start a relationship with a romantic relationship, none of us are immune to the basic biological things that happen. And then the human spirit that has to evolve to then meet and match and grow and connect and stay you know, out of fear and in love and so on. So that really was the speed of us finally coming to this place where we realized we need to create a special container for people who are in a similar situation and have a lot to do for the world. Because when we would break down, Mm. our businesses would break down, like it would impact Mm. everything and vice vice versa, Mm. right? Like, and so how do you navigate all of that and stay madly in love and sexy and connected and communicative? And, you know, I can go on and on. And I'll just add one little piece to this. I, I think that's what made us uniquely qualified, if that's the right word, to receive the download, to create Eden because mm. of our friendship and our love as brother and sister, even though it sounds a little weird, but like, <laughs> like, like, it's like, just like you're my brother, Chris, right. like what I would do for you, like, because like you're a bro, you're on the same path. We're here to support each other and love each other. So from that place, that's that's really the cornerstone of what Eden is about. Like really, mm. brothers and sisters loving each other from a place 
not sexually or anything like that, but from a place of true love of one another. Mm -hmm. And then let's build the businesses, the relationships, the sex, the fun and everything in a committed partnership. That's the number you cannot get mm. to unless you're in a committed partnership. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 this is beautiful. And I, I think what I'm hearing is like the, the resonance of souls, the reflection of, Hey, you are, you are a, you know, infinitely capable, loving being, and I'm an infinitely capable, loving being. And together we're on this journey. So what are our values? What are our goals? What are we going towards? And like, especially for the people who are up to big things, who want to build businesses, who want to impact and serve and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like we're on like pretty much the same path. We might have different, like, like or, or different paths, but like same kind of destination, right? Yeah, same. Yeah. That's where we want to get to. I'll Trans- go into that mountain over there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Transcendence, evolution, our greatest possible self. And so, being next to people who are on different places, who can be powerful mirrors for us to say, "Hey, what 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 am I doing? What's what's going on in my hormones? What's going on in my habits? In my wounds that are coming up?" And to have that powerful mirror for us, like you have, you've created with this this community, uh, is like it's essential for the fastest not that fast is the priority but for the fastest way to heal that stuff and get back to like thriving and happiness and freedom you know totally yeah like we like kind of like the thermostat of life and the thermostat of our relationship it's set to a particular existence and what's awesome about what we've experienced with eden is like you're saying something that may have taken us out for a month now takes a, a minute yeah. or a day yeah. you know and so that's a big big bandwidth oh saver. yeah Ma- yeah big bandwidth saver. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. let's talk efficiency here let's get back to making love come yeah, on right. exactly. <laughs> i love it okay so you guys did you start um the transition in your business to start coaching couples and then you know eden came it sounds like it's pretty recent what was the evolution from just kind of being business partners working on business to coaching and then these events yeah you can go sure well it's interesting because um when we first started moving out of the publishing and the graphic design business that we were both doing and connected with it was always personal development and so some of our first clientele that started asking us to coach moving out of publishing and again more media-based services um, we're couples because mm. people could really feel the resonance of who we are because we do have such a strong base of friendship and connection and communicability and, and just energetic. Yeah, we up drinking the same water, right? We're like, <laughs> and even though we were just a couple years into our romantic relationship, people just came to us, and yeah. so mm. we started couples coaching super early on, and then realized within the first three four years, we're like, you know, we don't really want to coach couples. Um, so how we loved we it. Them? We have love. We have lots of tools. We are our own workshop. We yeah. really have so much just to share from how we create our relationship and the yeah. ways that we evolve. And but um, but we quickly realized. I mean, this is after years. We've both been coaches for a very long time. That's how we got into it, and then that carried on for for nearly a decade, or at least yeah. eight, at least eight I've years or so. I've been a business so. coach for ten years in mm-hmm. that realm. And I've been, yeah, women's entrepreneurs, women's empowerment coach. And we've dabbled in the couples coaching off and on, off and on, off and on throughout. But more recently, we realized that let the coaching, we're more interested, as I said in the beginning, in creating the container for coaches like us and facilitators and trainers and teachers and thought leaders and new paradigm creators to come into the container and where we all share the wisdom and nobody's you know, got more guru-ness over somebody else. We're all really co-creating this because at the end of the day, 
each one of us makes up the perfect puzzle piece to have the whole picture come into focus. So um, yeah, so what we started to realize is let's just start creating community and gathering these amazing epic couples. Mm -hmm. And we started doing it um, with these overnight experiences, we call them magical overnight experiences, and kind of started test bedding what it would look like to hold couples in a container with a lot of real magic and facilitation, but not direct, like you're coming to learn from us and we're going to teach you all our tools, mm -hmm. right? But right. actually like in a collaborative model. Yeah. And then that was we had already had the idea for Eden, but that's really what test bedded and then built the community. And mm. after three years of those creations, it was very clear that we were ready to launch Eden. And it's been mm. just, it'll be just about a year since our first actual Eden gathering. And I'd say, so it's been almost two years since we've been really putting Eden out into the, yeah. into the, the three-dimensional 25 world. years of producing yeah. events like this and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, I would just add one thing to that too. Um, I kind of forgot already, so I guess we'll just move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about um, these experiences. Like, what are the ingredients that you see as essential to make it a successful experience and a um, you know a, what what was the word? It wasn't rest, restcation, rest. Restival. What was it? Restival. 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 <laughs> so, like that type of experience. Tell us all the key ingredients you feel uh, are a part of this. Cool. Yeah, I'll start. So for, for those of you to, that have experienced something like Burning Man, hmm. um, it's really hard to describe what it is until you're there. Like yeah. some people say, oh, it's an orgy in the desert or, oh, it's an art festival or, oh, there's a bunch of music or, oh, people just get drunk. Like there's, yeah, there's it's so, all, many so many different variables. But yeah. the reality is when you go out there, it's an experiment in alternative culture. Hmm. And similar to Eden, it's an experiment in what it would be like if, Mom and dad got along. The Mom and dad didn't and dad, get but... divorced. Mm -hmm. Like everyone felt loved and cherished and nourished. And we weren't dealing with everyone's core wounds that were running the show, wow. which, you know, whether you look at any president right now out there, there's a lot of core wounds that are running the show. Particularly obvious in some. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like whatever it is. Like, <laughs> but, but at the same time, like none of us really know who's doing, like who's actually moving us forward in a progressive way it might look a lot of different ways but what we what's important about Eden and the container that we've created it's more about the container uh, someone was just describing it recently if you think about a wheel and the spokes and then the center of the wheel um, we think that the spokes are the most important but the spokes can't even exist all of us individuals unless the outside membrane which is similar to a cell membrane mm -hmm. which then allows the nucleus and then the spokes can come from it so we're really, we're about creating the cell membrane, the yeah. outside, the walls, the separation really yeah. of creating a new world that people can step into or come into for a moment to have an awareness or a feeling of something that they haven't felt before. And mm. I'll, I'll close and pass this over to you. In the default world that we're all living in right now, one plus one equals two. Mm -hmm. In Eden, one plus one equals 11. And so the coupledom, we already have worked out so much stuff. We're already best friends. So you trust, you can trust me a lot more, Chris, that I'm not going to be macking on your girl or whatever, <laughs> because you know, I'm in a committed partnership. So then our trust level immediately goes up and we're like homeboys from way back, even though we just met same for the ladies. And so the, the amount of comfort, the amount of vulnerability and ease and flow and fun that is there. And then on top of it, we're all up to big things. We're not like, I wonder how I can pay the rent. 
it's like we're, we're not in those conversations we're in like okay how like not world domination but how are we gonna how are we, what are we gonna do out in the world World activation world activation <laughs> yes so i think that's like a big piece the container and the context in which we set in all of our experiences when you step into that it's another world and so then you can feel things differently so that when you go back out into the default world you're like oh wow let me back in. I want to go back into that. Yes. Yeah. yes. And forever. So but you have got yeah. to pull from. So yeah. What would you add? That's beautiful, Rono. I love that. And I just, I, and I just feel into what I would add. I mean, because of that, it gives a very different, uh, can, a very different feel for everybody to be more self-expressed, to be press into their edges, knowing that there's a net to catch mm, them, uh, yeah. to be able to go and resolve the, you know, maybe the pebble in the shoe arguments that have been plaguing somebody's relationship for, you know, sometimes decades and solve it because you are held at such a profound level. Like all of us as humans, at the end of the day, we just desire and need to be held Mm -hmm. and we need to hold ourselves and we need to hold the beloved. And then we need to be held by our tribe. And it's just this one big game of who's holding who and how long can we hold each other for? Mm -hmm. And so when we actually as adults can feel that love really it's like the divine mother energy with the divine father holding the container for that holding it's just yeah and then in that obviously yeah it's home and then in that one of the things that ron and i are i don't say most known for because it sounds so egotistical but one of our magical formulas with each other and the world is we take you deep we'll do the deep work but we're going to have a really fun time skipping and laughing like skipping and laughing because it's like hey look it's the devil (laughs) i know it's like the sacred and the silly the reverent the irreverent because let's face it nothing's that serious even when it's serious and the more we can really just hold and love it but also have a good time with it again once again yeah levity once again it's it's an efficient system to move through your stuff and get to the other side quicker yeah. Like we just uncovered something 10 years ago that we didn't even realize was in our entire relationship, like shadowing our entire relationship, making us think literally we're, I was like, that's what you thought. And she's like, that's what you thought. <laughs> and we're like, Oh my God, for 10 years, we've been living out this thing. And we wouldn't have been able to see that without the reflection of couples because mm. you can't go to your single friends and get good advice. You can't go to people that are constantly getting divorced and have a good advice. Mm. Mom and dad are not going to necessarily give you the good advice. Either. They're all <laughs> awesome. But when you have other people that are on a similar path reflecting to you, all of a sudden you can see things more clearly. Wow. Wow. So what kind of um, activities are present at the uh, experience that, that would you say are unique to what you guys do? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't say this is a private community. <laughs> but I can give I can give a few little a few little nuggets. A little hints. A okay, little, okay. A little teasers. <laughs> but yes, it is it happens at Eden, stays at Eden. Mm. Um, well, one of the things is we recognize the importance for spaciousness. So while there are experiences that deepen and grow and give us tools and understandings, there's also a lot of space. We practice what we call an inhale and an exhale. And so there'll be an inhale time where we're all together learning and growing and experiencing something and wisdom. And then there'll be an exhale. And in that exhale is really where the magic is, because as much as, you know, certainly there's all sorts of things we pack in and teach and do and learn and create. It's in the exhale that the breath comes really and the yeah. connections deepen and the relationships forge. And then from there, the business deals and the, and the new, new love affairs of beloved for friendships. 
all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, so that we found that to be very important because typically you go to any retreat or any live event and it's like, you are just jam packed with content, all great, but there's a lot of spaciousness that that's required to really integrate and activate what's happening. So that's one thing. And then each night we have a very special experience that (laughs) really again, shows the depth of the, 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 the lightheartedness and the, you know, the deep dialogue and it's done in a very entertaining way. So that's where the kind of the idea of restival where it's like, there's some magical qualities. If you go to anything like lightning in a bottle or, you know, any sort of festival, you experience all these different fun little like playhouse type experiences. And so we have, we sprinkle that in while everybody right now, while it's still fairly small, takes the journey together. It's not like everybody shows up and then all these different things are happening at once. Mm. There is a collective journey that we're taking, um, but it is sprinkled with all these little fun elements that kind of just add in the magical qualities that pop you and push your edges and call you up and bring laughter and connection and silliness and sacredness all at once. And the other thing I would add is that (laughs) so far, and it's my intention to keep that, there's always a hot tub at Eden. So that's super helpful. Always a hot tub. And um, even if it's if it's like we'll rent them and bring them in, like whatever it takes, because yeah. it's, it's just uh just something that just creates so much magic. It's like the cauldron, right? When we're sitting in the hot tub, that's where the most connecting and business deals happen. It's yeah. it's really fabulous and fascinating to see the it's the incubator that a hot yep. tub can you know, it's a catalyst. It's like the the thing that really makes the the whole thing pop, right? Like oh, that, that connection, that feeling of like intimacy and, and just like being present and relaxing and like letting everything go. When that happens, then it's like truly flowing between the, the people who are present. Uh, I had a question for, let's say there's coaches, um, retreat hosts out there who are listening right now who want to know how to put on a great event, a great retreat. What advice would you give to them? We'll start with uh, Rano. So it's interesting. I was just supporting one of my friends that um, did a, he's a best-selling author and he did a big retreat and did really well at it. And the biggest takeaway that we had from this, it's all about experience design. Mm. And what I mean by that is from someone was describing it, the hotel that they had it at, there's two escalators that go up to the floor. And then as soon as you hit the escalators, that's when you enter the room. So he's like, Imagine coming up the escalators and you, you know, slowly showing itself and then all of a sudden you get there. And what had happened at this particular one was it felt more like the stock exchange. It was a little it was, chaotic at registration. It was so crazy and chaotic. It's like, ooh, is, is, that, is that the first experience you want mm. your people to have? Or is it when, when that wall or that image is coming up, it's like there's flowers and there's people standing there and, you know, Om Shavasana or blah, blah, blah or whatever. <laughs> And they're welcoming you with putting a lay around you and saying, come over here, sit down. When we, when you're ready for you, we'll come get you. Here's some coffee. Like what, how do you want the interactions to be mm-hmm. between you and the people? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's so much more about the experience design because that's about container and context mm-hmm. than it is about the content, than it is about having slides, than it is about having your workbook, all, having all that things. kind of stuff. That's, yeah. that's the last stuff you should be worried about. You should be really focused on how are you going to transform the people that are there and meet them where they're at and bring them to where you want to be so that they can have the experience that you want to have. So experience design, I would say, is probably the most important thing to focus on. Mm-hmm. That's great. That? 
Yeah, in and of experience design, a point, enough space, like we just talked about with Eden, enough space to give the participants time to integrate the information. Mm. We live in a world where we're overly inundated with information. And a lot of, and this has been a conversation in our industry as a whole, and anybody that does events is, so everybody leaves, and then what do they do with the information? Well, it just becomes more noise to them. Shelf help. So, how is that really helping? No, we're just churning and burning and actually really negatively impacting people who'd want to attend these events because it's the same old, same old. So to really give enough time for the participants to connect with each other, because that is really the secret sauce of any community and baseline of tribe which yeah. a lot of these events are going for we want to feel connected and feel belonging and um and then yeah spaciousness to integrate the information whether that's certain process circles or just enough time in between sessions or less content during the sessions and more time to process whatever that that is it's really important because less is definitely more less mm. is more and too much you maybe feels like oh i'm giving all this value 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 but it's not value it's actually mm. the opposite and I would add yeah. just one more little thing. Sure. There's a big difference between a client base and a community. Mm -hmm. And you have to decide whether you're wanting a client base and you're the guru and everything you do, it's all about you and it's just you, you, you're you, the you, teacher you. And you're the one making the money. And you're or the, if yeah. you're a community, which is what we're building, where, yeah, we have a ton of expertise. Sure, we could coach you and make your life better, all that kind of stuff. But we're not God. We're not perfect. Mm -hmm. We don't have everything. We don't have all the answers. Chris has a lot of answers. Bob over there has a lot of answers. Jen has got a lot of answers. So how do we co-create this together? Still leading it. We're still leading it and, mm -hmm. and ushering it. But we, I say that we're more like Oprah and Jimmy Fallon mm -hmm. in our business than we are. Just like Chris is hosting. Just like Chris is hosting. We're just responsible, sorry. responsible to make sure that everyone's getting what they, they need versus other people kind of show up and they have a certain level, level of responsibility. Like I'm going to contribute to this. I'm going to forward our intention here. But like as a host, you're like, hey, I'm making sure that everyone here is like held, seen, validated, honored, and like making sure all the pieces zooming out, all the pieces of the orchestration are working effectively. Totally. And that's yeah. why we have, we're hosts and we have a guest list. Because mm. we're not we're not gurus and right. clients and subjects or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Right. Whatever the words are. I mean, maybe later when I rule the world, then I'll have subjects, but <laughs> probably not. Yeah, the subjects will be sacred economics, sacred sexuality. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that kind of subjects. <laughs> I love like, it. I love it. So uh, as far as Eden, is there anything that we haven't touched on yet that you feel is like really important to communicate about it or, you know, the the why behind it? What gets accomplished there? Anything else you wanted to touch on? Well, I just want to bring back the, you know, the the message of what even we use as the, the headline for this particular interview is that mm -hmm. there's a lot going on in the world and we've kind of siloed ourselves because of just the way that society has been structured over this however many decades and the importance of really to truly stop trying to hold it together because when we come together in common unity we actually have an opportunity to truly step in and create the force field and hold it together 
And that really is the essence of what Eden brings and offers because there's so much that we can, you know, we're having to pay our mortgages, balance our family, bring in the money, da, 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 keep the relationship going, stay sexy, stay this, all, all the things. Change the world. Change the world. Like there's so much demand that we put on ourselves ultimately, but the world creates and reflects to us that when you have a, a solid base of really core tried and true people who will stand for you as powerfully as you'll stand for your relationship, that's something. Oh that is something. And it's there's no way, even in our words right now, can we explain it at the level that you'll feel it when you enter yeah. the gates of Eden. Truly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, and when you feel it, you, you, you will not, one, you'll never be the same because you're like, oh my God, how have I been doing this? Because if you think of like less recent culture, mm-hmm. like the family dynamic, and in some cultures still, you know, grandma and grandpa are still living in the house. They're on the upstairs apartment over to the right. And they'll come down and watch the babies and everything. So you have this whole support system built in. But most of us, especially in Western culture, it's like, I see my, fortunately, I'm lucky enough. I get to see my mom and dad for like three months of the year. Cause we, you know, we have this property back East that we hang out at, but most people see their parents a couple times a year, you know, maybe see their siblings around a couple times. So there's the, the family unit is kind of broken down. And so how do we create soul the, family. the soul family unit? Mm-hmm. It gives you those, those same pieces. And then the last thing I would say just about Eden is there's, there's kind of like two different engagement points in it. It is a private membership club for visionary couples. And there's also like a larger community base that's growing so that those that don't necessarily have the resources to invest in being in that, that deeper dive, more close knit, like place that we can do the deep work because it's a closed container. We do have a larger community that's growing worldwide. Um, where you can just come and get resources and just be part of it until you're ready to dip in deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. I think that's that's a part of any funnel, you know, business funnel, so to speak. Is like not everyone's ready to say, "Take my thousands of dollars." I want to have this incredible, ex- life changing experience, right? Not everyone's mm-hmm. at that point yet, but for those who are, take the freaking leap. And you know, people get to be warmed up. They get to be educated. They get to feel into who you are and your values. And some people can have that feeling in you know minutes of meeting you, and some people can take weeks or months or or who knows how long, you know. So yeah. I think it's really respecting everyone's journey and decision making process and where they're at. I think that's a, a beautiful uh, add-on to, to what you have been sharing because it's it's like really having people feel held wherever they're at and whatever they're comfortable with doing you know yeah, absolutely yeah. Yeah. so good so I wanted to dive into Sierra uh, your particular message I think we were talking on the pre-interview you called it uh, pussyology pussyologist <laughs> like, yeah. like oh we're going there too huh All right. <laughs> <laughs> you're, really, you're really scoring points Chris. <laughs> And so like you are are really supporting women. Tell us more about that and uh, you know what you're out to accomplish with that. Uh, so I've been in the women's empowerment field for nearly two decades. And in uh, 2016, I had one of my big events that I became very clear that I was, while being of great service to women, I was also really kind of caught in a masculine mode of being and creating. And Mm. the two really had to break free of themselves for me to actually serve at the level I was being called to serve. So I had a bit of an ego, you know, one of my, the bigger ego died, the ego never dies, but I had a big ego death experience where I blew up my brand and I'm like, who can I, who am I? And how can I be congruent with what I teach? And in that journey, I, you know, when I got quiet enough and stepped out of trying to be somebody, I like to say, I was trying to be in the light 
but mm. really I just am the light. Am, so why yep. don't I just yep. be light? Right. So that was the journey of me stepping into the power of just being the light and having that be enough and not striving so hard to make sure that I was known in the world. And in that void, the, the power of the divine spirit really spoke to me. And um, she called me forth and helped me see. And granted at the time I was doing some, some work with Mama Gina in the School of Womanly Arts. That's the woman who wrote the book, Pussy, a reclamation. Mm-hmm. So I was being inculcated into that um, connection, but I still was kind of like, eh, that's really sexual or that's really this or that's really that. But what ended up happening is I was called forth to support a woman one night um, in a particular setting. And what started happening was I started to be shown this pussy reclamation ritual process. Mm. And I did this whole process with her and ended up essentially discovering that she had trauma on her inner labia, um, the physical scar tissue. And in that moment, I was shown how to get her through to the other side and have her fall madly in love with her pussy. Mm. And in that process that was shown to me and what I, what I created with her, she transformed so much that I realized that without doing women's empowerment for all the years that I've been women's empowerment, I realized you cannot leave pussy out. If a woman has any sort of emotional or physical trauma or any sort of disconnect with her pussy, right? The portal of all life, the portal that every Which single human, much more rampant than you think. It's, I didn't even realize how, how much this is actually a thing because pussy has either been overly sexualized or overly shamed, typically both. Mm-hmm. And we have literally women that look very empowered walking around disgusted by the thought of their pussy. And I realized very quickly that when women can come into alignment with the majesty, the magical qualities of her pussy and know the power that she beholds and the beauty that she can change and transform everything and become a fully embodied, empowered woman. And what I've discovered since that beautiful day of divine like initiation, um, I started to see as I started doing more of these reclamation rituals. I started to see that encoded in the divine design of a woman in her vulva, her labia, all of it, the clitoris, the hair, everything is signs and symbols and stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, am I really seeing this? It feels a little nuts. But as I started to explore more deeply, it was very clear that that there was a map. Of course, it's a portal of life. It's going gonna, it's gonna to give you a map. And so I started trying out and testing out doing readings, actual mm-hmm. physiology readings for women. And it turns out it's actually a valid, real thing. I actually even just met a guy who reached out to me on Facebook who's written a book on it. I didn't even know there was a book or a history or anything. This has all just been like sort of like present moment, need to know basis, spirit indoctrination. But yeah, and knowing when women know that their story lies within the design of their pussy, they can have a much more beautiful relationship knowing that there's their stories right there and you can't deny it. And then it, it normalizes um, it helps them see that, you know, once we take the sexuality away from pussy long enough for a woman to really get the power, we can layer the sexuality back on and she has a whole different relationship with how she's going to access, bring her pussy, protect her pussy, yep. all the ways. So it's it's really, I feel like until all women on this planet can, and men, but yep. first women, because we've got to know what we have. And then we invite the men to also, men, men know what we have in many regards, but from their perspective, hmm. but when women can really stand powerfully in that and listen and be guided, it's the whole world is going to change significantly. Like there's the conversations are already changing, but they're still very much up here yeah. and in, in the memes, but this is an embodied way for women to actually claim their power. Hmm. And then it, it's just a ripple effect. The planet will bow down and, and 
worship at the power and the divinity and the beauty of pussy and all of the cocks of the world will be erect and at stand for pussy. And it's the perfect symbiotic relationship of the design of nature. And so that's my stance. And I could say a lot more, but I love it. I love it. A lot of honoring happens in that. I want to add honoring, one thing yeah. that you said too. Sierra's process too, there is no touch. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, sexual. It's just a witnessing mm -hmm. similar to, um, uh, what's that? When you witness something, it changes the state. Well, like know, quantum like physics. Quantum physics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like quantum physics in that way, but just by the witnessing alone, that changes it. And it, it unsexualizes it. It's changed my life too, just being in this process with her yeah. and, and how I'm like, wow, even as, an arguably conscious man who is devout to women and has been in women's empowerment with you for many years, I'm still an asshole. Mm. Like when it really comes down to it, over sexualizing things, you know, re really not, not honoring women, even though I thought I was, or I think I am, or we yeah. think we are yeah. um, like there's, there's a, there's a, it's so old, the shame and the sexualization of it, that it just seems normal. And when you actually really think about it and look at it, you're like, that's not normal. And that's actually messed up, man. Mm. Like, what are we doing here? Mm. Why are we not honoring our it's the portal of whence you've all come in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. This, no, this, I love, I love both of your passion and Sierra, like, thank you for just like opening this up, opening this conversation up for women and men who are tuning into this, who are like, they feel right. Like that, that the pussy is something that is like powerful. Right. But there's, there's, there's all the baggage that has come with it because of society and our programming. And I think freeing us from that shame, from that guilt, from all that, you know, lower vibrational energy so that we can like really hold and honor that, that aspect of our, you know, divinity of our physical body is so powerful. And I wanted to, to bounce over to Rono and hear what your, your position is, so to speak, or your uh, relationship with the cock and how you have, uh, you know, been studying that as Sierra brings this conversation forth. What's your relationship uh, been around that? Yeah. Well, all right. Well, thanks. I wish I could have prepped for this. But... <laughs> <laughs> I was coming on here to talk about eating, damn it. It's <laughs> all um, part of eating, really. <laughs> I mean, it's a fascinating one. I remember like when I was a, when I was a young boy, like in my teens, I remember not liking my cock so much because it had, it seemed to have so much more power over me than like will or anything else. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we won't get into any details like that, but you know, a lot of young men all of a sudden they're like, what the hell is this thing? And it's yep. telling me all this stuff. There's a TV show on it, like a cartoon show on it. Now I forget what it's called, but it's <laughs> hilarious on Netflix um, <laughs> with like, you know, the cock monster and the pussy monster. And they're all talking to these little teenagers. It's hilarious. <laughs> it really gives an idea of what's going on. But I think, for me, what, what's present in the moment right now around cock and its power mm -hmm. um, is, the, is the word hold. Mm -hmm. And what, what um, Sierra's been recognizing in our relationship, just as in general, how she's wanting me to hold more. So mm -hmm. obviously men that can hold in the bedroom will be better lovers, you right. know, because it's not the short thing. Um, and, uh, or, you know, lengthwise or <laughs> time-wise. Time -wise. Time -wise. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and also our ability to hold our women, to hold, to hold wealth, to hold mm. um, our ability to wow. be steadfast. Um, it to hold space for our voice. Space for our voice. 
to allow women to speak and not need to speak over them, mm-hmm. to uh, to be to hold ourselves and our brothers in you know non competition and be sovereign in our own selves that we don't have to prove or this or be macho because we've held our own divinity. So that's like the most present to me around my cock and use of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like through this process on both sides and with the support of the Eden community, we have these types of conversations. Again, we're, we're not a, we're not a, a sex community. We're, mm-hmm. we're not having sex with one another, but we are talking about sex. We say that's love right. bubble in the love bubble, mm-hmm. but yeah. we stay in this love bubble here. And we're talking about all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I think the biggest piece yeah. is like, it's, it's allowed me to actually have a deeper conversation with my cock and, and be more tuned into it and the sadness of it as well. And the mm. cock shame that men have too yeah. about, oh, am I big enough? Am I strong enough? Am I this? Am I that? Or, oh, and just the shame that we also carry. Mm-hmm. It's helped because Sierra has claimed it for herself and then other women as well. Um, they're more power empowered in themselves. Yeah. So they're also not projecting onto us our shortcomings or they're not saying oh you're not a man they're not emasculating us Mm. they're actually be able to hold space for us to be more vulnerable in the hurts that we've had in you know performance or or this or that and like i would argue that i'm an amazing lover and Mm -hmm. you know all those things and i'm only getting better because of these the holding the ability to have a deeper relationship with my cock as well and, and it's and like, be able to talk about it with my brother. Yeah, and- the conversation. That's what I hear is like really so so powerful is to just be able to share about our experience, whatever it is. It's not good or bad or right or wrong. It's just what we've experienced. Now, how do we stop keeping it, stuffing it down because we're not allowed to share about it or it's not appropriate or blah, 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 and just say, hey, this is my experience in the proper time and place and venue, of course, but a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people don't have that safe space where they can just come and that's why, no pun intended, um, and that's why they can go to Eden is Rising and just like really be themselves and, you know, uh, let themselves be. I think that's yeah, that's so yeah. freeing. And that's another thing too, just a quick throw back to an earlier question, we do split up and do some, we, we call it any and outy work um, versus man and woman work. Um, just, just <laughs> Working the, with the whole the non-binary, non-binary you know, evolution, whole you know. Um, it, is a, it is a mostly, we say monogamish uh, couple like center, but we but talk about everything. A, yeah, and more diversity is coming in and, and we're excited to have our first um, non-binary uh, couple in the Eden space this time. And mm. this is, going to probably shift and evolve the conversation but totally yeah yeah that's a beautiful opportunity that's that's Mm -hmm. huge awesome this is has been a blast um i want to tell people how they can stay connected with you what are their next steps and if there's any final uh, wisdom or things that you want to share with our audience feel free to do that but uh let's let's wrap up the conversation because it's been gold and i know people want to stay connected with you so uh let's wrap it up final takeaways let's start with uh rono what are your final takeaways um, so my final takeaways are, Chris, I really appreciate um, just how poignant your questions are, how mm-hmm. focused you are. I really appreciate your heart and what you're doing here. So I just want to acknowledge you for that. I think it's uh, lovely. And so thanks for doing this and having us on. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if, if you are, if you're in partnership, if you are like, whether it's business partnership, anything, like don't do it alone. Like mm-hmm. get other people around you that are supportive, that are like wanting to call forth your vision because people without vision just have giant TVs. 
Like, so, like, we want. Yeah, our friend want you says, to have "Is your vision? Is your TV bigger than your vision?" Yeah. Wow, <laughs> so, it's good. Yeah, and so, like, if if you like get something in your life around it, mm-hmm. if you feel that you're called or you resonated with anything we said about Eden or mm-hmm. or the pussy work, um, I think the best way to get to all of them is our main website. Is that something that I can yep, say? Yep, absolutely. Yep. So it's a life. Stylized, which is L I F E S T Y L I Z E D dot com. And on that homepage, there's a link to Sierra's Pussy Work. There's a link to the Eden is Rising. Um, and then, you know, a few other things. But it's a, it's a very simple site. You're, you don't have to opt into anything. You won't be bombarded with ads. Um, <laughs> if for some reason it says not secure, it is secure. We're working on that. Um, but uh, <laughs> like, a damn like, SSL security certificate. Jesus. <laughs> They're like, it's secure on our end, but so they say it's just our computer, so it should be fine. But if it's not, don't worry, you're there. But it's lifestyle.com. And there's a link to Eden is Rising. Um, And EdenIsRising.com is the page of the video on there. And um, I'll just throw in SecretsOfTheYoniverse.com as well. But again, Lifestyleize. That that has it all. And and I will say this too. Our event is a week from yesterday, or a week from tomorrow. (laughs) Wow. And there is one spot left. And so if if someone's like, holy shit, I heard this and you got to get on it, go to Eden is Rising, fill out the form and get in contact with us. Like there literally is one spot left. So yeah. um, uh, we'll have that conversation. We'll interview you, see if you qualify and, and, and move you in. And, so. and uh, there is, um, it is an annual event. So we are planning the next one in the spring. So okay. it's not for now, you know, just get in the community, get connected, let's jam. Um, and then I would say my biggest takeaway is, um, yeah, I think you summed it up, Chris. It's really just what you're doing and how you're highlighting the various voices in the field and giving great content and probing questions and how you hold this. I'm very excited to have gotten to connect with you and all of you listening. Thank you for just who you are and the fact that you're even showing up to take the time to be here to listen to this. It's mm-hmm. we don't take the work we do very lightly, but but we are but we are lighthearted about it and yeah. we're very grateful for whatever you receive. From this and i received a lot just from being able to have a platform to share thanks yeah. for right. helping us open our eden gate a little wider yeah absolutely us. your your devotion like we really hear like i hear your devotion to this mission and to holding a space and and the healing that gets created at eden and just you two and the the community and the tribe that you are creating around you so i think it's it's super beautiful um so again the websites i just want to recap those for everyone it's www.edenisrising.com uh secrets of the yogiverse.com Yoniverse, Yoniverse. Okay, yeah. uh, and then the last one is uh, a life stylized. Is that what it was? Just life. Just life stylized. Beautiful. Yep. Cool. So uh, I got those in the comments, and uh, y'all, anyone listening, check them out. Follow Sierra and Rono, and just keep growing on your journey. Find some conscious people who are like woke AF and still on their journey, and uh, just keep growing, growing yourself. And I appreciate you two taking the time to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Awesome. We'll see you soon, okay? Okay. Take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day 
to step into your greatest possible self. Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality and make every day your best day ever. <laughs>